Welcome everybody to the Techie Tony Marketing Podcast. My name is Techie Tony. I am your host. For those of you that do not know who I am or what I do, I show home-based business owners how to leverage technology to grow their business online. We offer a very wide variety of services to the community. So if you are looking for something specific, please feel free to reach out. This is episode number five. We had two podcasts on the schedule today. I'm excited to talk to our guest today. Her name is Becky. Um, she is all about health and wellness and helping you live your fullest life. Um, I've had a chance to connect with her. She's incredibly passionate about what she does and how she can help people. And I just, I just want to dig right in because I don't really understand her story, but we're going to learn more about that in this episode. So Becky, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Tony, for having me. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, thank you for taking some time. Um, Becky, I'm just going to dig right in with you because I don't really know what you do. I know we connected. Um, why don't you go ahead and start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I've actually been in the health and wellness industry since I was about 19. Um, I've always been super passionate about living my life um, disease-free the best that I can, or at least to my ability. And so I've been on this journey for a very long time. So my husband and I, um, back in 2007, we decided that we really wanted to age unlike the average baby boomer. And so I started to do a lot of research. Um, and so with that being said, we actually, both of us are uh, personal trainers. Um, he actively trains, I do not anymore. Um, and we just help people really understand how do I age without going down that road of disease or ailments to live your best life so that you can enjoy your life no matter how many days that you have on this earth. Awesome. So I've got a question for you, Jess. How, like, I know you've been doing this a while, but how has, how has getting healthy and made that lifestyle change impacted your life? Like, do you see a change? Has your relationship improved? Have you improved? Do you feel better? Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately my husband is 59. I'm 57. Um, we do not have, and we're, neither one of us have, we're on any medication, um, no high blood pressure, no cholesterol, um, nothing like that. We always get a great bill of health. In fact, our doctor told us several years ago, oh my gosh, I wish all of my patients were like you, but then I wouldn't have a business. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I mean, not, not being able to take medication alone is just, just fantastic. I, I wish I could get to that point in my life, but unfortunately, I neglected my body when I was younger, so I take a handful of them to maintain the day-to-day -day motions. Um, that's awesome. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Just about <laughs> I think, I think we all did, you know, we've all, when you're young, you know, you don't, I always tell people you have a lot more wiggle room when you're in your twenties. Right. And then every decade just gets a little bit more challenging and you have less wiggle room. And so what I have learned is I don't have as much wiggle room in my closing into my sixties. Um, my husband and I have five children. We have two grand boys and one on the way. And so for us, we want to be able to live a active life in our, our grandchildren's life and be present. So it was really important to us. Um, we just started eliminating some things that wasn't serving us. Um, who, you know, maybe some, some things that we were doing that really wasn't best for our health, um, some hobbies or, you know, how we ate or things like that. So I do think as you get older, you realize, oh my gosh, you know, I have to really choose how bad, how bad do I want this versus how bad do I want this? So let's talk about some common issues that people really struggle with. Um, I know for me, sleep is a big thing. If I got to be up at, you know, eight in the morning, I have to go to bed by like 10. 
right? Um, what's something you can do to improve your sleep uh, patterns to get more, you know, to wake up full of energy and ready to roll for the day? Yeah, that's a great question because I think we've not been educated on the utmost importance of sleep. Um, it is, it is so important to get quality sleep. And again, especially the older you get, I mean, adults need anywhere from seven to nine quality hours of sleep. And that means not interrupted or waking up in the middle of the night. So, you know, it affects a lot of things. It affects um, if we're having some weight issues, if, you, if you're waking up, you know, and your cortisol levels are off, that can create belly fat, things like that. Um, sleep, we really need to, some things that we can do is, so of course, eliminating caffeine after a certain time of the day. I know for me, I can have some coffee in the morning, but I can't have it later in the afternoon. That will disrupt that. Um, really, even those um, glasses or the amber lights that you have on your phone that just kind of take that down. Because if you think about it, you know, when we were kids, we were in front of all of these blue lights and all this technology that really interferes with our brain wave. That can do that. Um, really just settling down and just trying to kind of like maybe read a book, um, things like that. Alcohol really, actually, that's something that will disrupt sleep. Um, I know a lot of times we think, oh gosh, if I just have a glass of wine or something in the evening to wind down, but alcohol is a very disruptor when it comes to our sleep as well. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, I can't even begin to tell you, Becky, when I, last time I've had a good night's sleep, <laughs> um, especially with work and the kid and all that going on right now. Um, so we have sleep and then we have, um, you know, weight loss. What, talk about like the impacts of, of weight loss and how that's, how that can factor into all this. So, and actually kind of these tie in together. So the biggest reason that people will overeat during the day is because they're tired. So if we think about it, our body is looking for energy um, and food is energy. And so we're typically not reaching for grilled chicken and some vegetables. We're reaching for something that's sugary or quick energy, something fast. You know, we might grab for the candy bar or something like that, or some ice cream. Um, and so with weight loss, it's kind of like the, just the vicious cycle. So we really want to focus on being our healthiest and weight management. Um, I don't really like to talk about diet too much to people. I actually, I love to do nutrition workshops. And what we do is we, we have replica food, which is what a portion is. Um, we break down what carbohydrates are, proteins, fats. We categorize them. What does a typical day look like? Um, I just feel like that most of us, we just have no idea what we should be eating or how much we should. I mean, I think we know kind of what we should stay away from, but what we should be eating and how much we should be eating to, for our weight management. Um, and based on our activity, and I think myself included, I was really overestimating the amount of activity that I was doing when I learned, oh my gosh, I really, I really can't eat the same amount of food that my husband does and expect the same results. Um, so... Yeah, we, I mean, we go out to eat so much as humans, we just don't even think about it. It's just it's almost like a second nature type thing. We just go to McDonald's, we go to Burger King, we have a burger. We don't realize how, how bad the effect is. Um, you know, we're, it's almost like we're intentionally self-sabotaging ourselves. For sure. And it's so full of chemicals, um, a lot of fat, um, a lot of extra sugar. You know, the processed foods has really hurt a lot of us too, because again, if we're not eating foods that are nutritionally dense, um, our body is not getting the nutrients. So that kind of goes back to our bodies are telling us 
hey, I'm hungry. I need some nutrition. And you're saying, well, gosh, I just ate this bag of chips. Well, you're, and then it's kind of like your brain and your stomach, they don't speak the same language. So then your stomach is saying, well, I just ate. And then your brain is saying, but you didn't, I need some nutrition because there was no nutritional value in there. So there's so much confusion. And then the body can't handle all of this because we do not work in the fields like they did, our ancestors did. So we're way over consuming the amount of calories and the amount of whatever macronutrient that we're eating and our body's just storing it as fat. It's just a vicious cycle. So Becky, you know, sugar is a really big problem with America. <laughs> a lot of people love their soda. I know I do. What are some, I, I think a lot of people, when they think of sugar, they just think, well, I'll just go out and buy a drink that has no sugar and I'll just drink that and that'll be my replacement to make it work. Um, what are some good alternatives to soda to really kind of help, you know, just take away that sugar craving? Yeah, sure. Well, of course the, you know, the first answer is always going to be water. Um, I'm not a big, I, I'm just not somebody that naturally drinks a lot of water. I have to make myself, I have to have something that I can measure the amount because you really should drink about half of your body weight a day. Um, so some really good alternatives are put some lemon juice in there. Um, I actually have something that I have that's, um, that I put in my water to give it some flavor. Um, I, ha I have a hydration drink that I will drink. Um, you know, I tr try to tell people to stay away from even like the diet sodas and things like that. A lot of those are more harm. And there's some research that shows that those actually stimulate and make you more hungry. Um, I love tea, especially if you can get some herbal decaf tea. Um, some things that I like to sweeten with, I like monk fruit. Um, it's sweet. It tastes like sugar, but yet it doesn't have the calories and it doesn't have any of the, the chemicals in there. So it's, it's really, you just have to train yourself and and over time, when you're doing that consistently enough, it'll be a habit. Yeah, it really is a lifestyle change. Getting healthy really is a change. It's not just exercising and drinking more water. If it was that easy, we wouldn't have the problem we have in America with obesity, right? 100%, yes. Um, it really is a lifestyle change, digging in and saying, okay, I'm going to commit to this because the first problem to admitting you have a problem is to admit that you have a problem. And it can be very challenging to do that, especially when you're so used to going out to dinner with your family and getting the same old things. Um, that little bag of French fries might cost you a good night's sleep, you know? Exactly. All that, all that salt and whatever else is in potatoes that are so bad for you and all that. Um, I had a question for you, Becky, but I drew a blank on it. Um, so how long have you been prescription free? Oh my gosh. I, I don't think I've ever been on prescriptions. So knock on wood. Oh. Wow, that's that's an amazing story to share. I mean, you're you're setting the example for not only you and your family and your husband, but the the kids and the grandkids and everyone moving forward. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a hell of a plan, Becky. That's hard to do. Um, congratulations to you for you know diving in and making that commitment and decision to yourself and others that you were going to make that change. That has not been an easy journey for you, I would not imagine. It definitely is. It's just. You know, it's funny because people will say, oh my gosh, you work so hard. And I don't really call it hard work, but I do call it consistent discipline. Um, and then there's plenty of times when, you know, you're out celebrating. If you want to go out to dinner or you want to have that, whatever that thing is for you, or if you're at a wedding, you know, you just, it, I really do believe in the 80-20 rule. 80% um, of the time, if you're really paying attention to putting healthy options in your mouth, there's plenty of time for 20% to be able to have some indulgence and celebration without just totally falling off the wagon. 
Yeah, moderation is what I was taught. Moderation is the key. Um, you know, if you order a, a medium pizza, have a couple slices, <laughs> save the rest for later. Don't eat the whole pizza. Exactly. And that's a, that's a tough game to play, especially if you're used to, you know, indulging on an entire pizza as good as it is, is, as good as it is. It just, it just knocks you out. The carbs just make you all tired and defeated and you have no energy. And then suddenly you're like, I'm tired and you've wasted another day of food and getting nothing accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's so true, Tony, because I think for myself, when I really had just you know, it's, again, it's been a, a journey, a step-by-step. -step. Um, I didn't eat like I eat now 10 years ago. I mean, it's had to be slowly cleaning things up over time and just kind of realizing what I was eating that didn't make me feel good. Um, but you'll just notice the further that you move away from those things, when you do go back and eat them, you just don't feel good. And for me, it was almost like a food hangover. I didn't like feeling that way. I didn't like the headache. I didn't like how my stomach felt. I didn't like how my digestion was messed up. So I just have to be, I have to really, really want it if I'm going to do something like that. Yeah. I remember when I quit smoking and when I was around it years later, it really kind of made me sick. Right. I didn't, I didn't want to be around it. It smelt. And when, when somebody smokes, it's almost like I'm dying. Like I'm trying to catch my breath. It was so strong. Right. Yeah. That's wow. So a lot of people, uh, they're like, well, I'll just start by dieting and I'll just have a Diet Coke instead of a regular Coke. Is that a myth or is there any truth to that? That's, yeah, that's not a good idea. Um, there's still a lot of chemicals in soda um, and it really can, it can change your brain pattern um, and it does affect a lot of different things. And again, it can stimulate your hunger and your appetite. So if, you know, and, and I was a huge soda drinker. I mean, I remember I drank regular soda and then I moved to diet soda and then I moved to away from aspartame because there's a lot of research that says that that's really horrible. Then I moved to one that had, you know, a different sweetener in it. And then I just finally got rid of all of it. So it, it took me a while, but once I finally kicked the habit, I didn't really miss it anymore. So it really is just start slow. Um, even if you cut back, instead of having maybe one a day, maybe you have one every other day or something like that. Yeah. Make it those little, those little decisions in between make all the difference. Um, Becky, tell me about, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but is having like a clean house, like the products that you use in your, in your house, can that affect your health and your diet and how you feel the, the products yeah. that you use on a daily basis, like cleaning the stove or mopping the floor or whatever? Absolutely. There's more and more research coming out. Um, there was actually a national study that came out in 2018 that had been done for 10 years. And what they showed was using common household cleaners is as damaging for your lung tissue as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day for 20 years. Holy so God. I think that we're, you know, there's, there's a lot more research now. Um, and we're just much more aware that there's, there's really over, I think it's over 1,100 ingredients that the United States allows in household cleaners, things that we put on our skin, um, you know, things that we use on our family. Those ingredients are actually banned in Europe. Um, so phthalates, parabens, triclosan, um, chlorine, chlorine bleach, ammonia, um, just all, there's, there's just a lot of them that if we just can remove those from our house, um, you know, there's a lot that are linking it to um, maybe ADHD, um, thyroid issues, just things like that. I think the more that we can just pay attention and clean up a lot of things in our home overall, 
not only what we're putting in our mouth, but what we're having in our environment. Um, a lot of it, it just affects so much of our, of our health. Is this something you've implemented in your family? We have. Yeah, we actually, so it's kind of funny because I started reading about this years ago. I was using essential oils, um, making my own household cleaners. I made my own laundry soap um, and just keep moving forward. You know, there was some things that I could clean up and some that I didn't. Um, but yeah, so we, we've actually found some products that we really like um, that we use in our home every day that are just non-toxic. I don't have to worry about it. Um, some things that I personally noticed was a lot of my, my dry skin issues cleared up when I eliminated some of those things that I really hadn't even related it to there, but that's been a big deal for me. Um, you know, especially in the winters, we have some rough winters here in Missouri. And so then I've just noted that that's, it's really, it's really helped that I don't have near the issue that I used to. What would you say would be the one item in your house that could be the most dangerous to your, to your, to your health slash diet? Oh, definitely bleach. Um, and then, you know, especially since we've had, so if you think about this COVID, so COVID actually will affect your respiratory system um, and spraying the Lysols and using the bleaches and things like that. It's so hard for people to breathe. People with asthma, people with COPD, I mean, even just people that don't have those issues, we don't, we want to really protect our bodies. We want to build our immune systems up. We don't want to break it down. So the more that we can move away from those things, the better off that we're going to be for our families. And especially I think about years and years, you know, I would spray my shower down, I'd have my windows open and I'd hold my breath and all the gloves and you'd run out of the room and, and you could still smell that for a couple of days. But I mean, there's just, it just damaging. I mean, even there's even links to this with being with infertility. So there's just a lot of damage that it can do. You're so passionate about what you do. I love it. Um, I know you're not a doctor, Becky, and I apologize for this question if it catches you off guard, but just for the audience and what's going on with COVID, do you have any other recommendations that you can recommend aside from, you know, washing your hands, practice social distancing, um, you know, wiping down your countertops with something other than Lysol? Is there a recommendation there, like another cleaner maybe, or? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily cleaner, but for sure, just overall strengthening our immune system. Um, the more that we can eat, you know, we all know this, we all know about fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, um, you know, the, the healthy grains, staying away, sugar actually will suppress your immune system. So the more that we can just to stay away from those things, or at least not all the time, the better off we're going to be. And here we are, you know, we're coming to the end of summer and we are going to be going into fall and winter again, and who knows what that's going to bring. But I just think the more that we can build our immune system up, the better that our body has the ability to a fight off viruses and germs and things like that. But even if we get something, it won't be as severe if your immune system is strong. Yeah. And that's really the goal. And especially with COVID, it's, it's a respiratory infection or it tends to infect the respiratory infection. So being able to boost your immune system is, is super important. Exactly. And really gut health too, Tony, that's, that's a big deal. There, again, there's a lot of research that's coming out more and more and more about really we've got to start in our gut. Um, and so probiotics are huge. Fiber is huge with that. You've got to make sure that your body is actually, you've got the good bacteria because our really our second brain is in our gut and all, our immune system actually starts in our gut. So that's huge as well. Okay, so question. So for me, like my guilty pleasure is pizza. I think it's like all of America's guilty pleasure. 
Um, you being a health guru and wanting to get healthy and stay healthy, what, what is your go-to snack when you're like, mm, I need to eat something sweet, but I just don't want to do it. What do you replace to make, to, to take care of the craving? You know, that's a great question because there's not a lot that we don't eat in our house, but what I found is alternative ways to fix something. So it's not so bad. So for example, we have pizza. Um, I might buy some of those flat rollout breads. Um, and use those as a crust. And then I put our own toppings on there and have, have a salad with that. Um, there's so many recipes that you can just search clean eating uh, and unlimited. I mean, if we want brownies, I've, I fixed a brownie. If we want um, a cheesecake, I'll fix a cheesecake. If we want cookies, I just make it at home. Um, I don't think a lot, you know, a lot of times people don't have the time to do that. Meal prepping is gonna be huge. And that shouldn't mean that you have to spend three hours in your kitchen. Um, for us, I know that when my husband grills, we'll just grill for several days. And then it's just easier to fix a few sides. But the same thing goes with our desserts and cookies and things like that. If I want that, I'll just fix a batch and then we can eat on it for a few days. Because what I've noticed is if I'm staying away from all of that other stuff, I don't, I don't, I can't eat the whole batch. It's just different. Yeah, and that's the key is just making the cookie batch last <laughs> a couple right. months. Like middle of the night, you're like, hmm, I really want a cookie. Okay, I haven't had one in six months. I think I'll have one. <laughs> just one. And you know, and, and so that's interesting too, because something else that I've learned for myself, there's just certain things I just do not bring in my house because I do not have the discipline. So learning that is huge too. Yeah, self-discipline on the cookie aspect because cookies are like the they're my other guilty pleasure. Like I love Chips Ahoy cookies. I can't live without them. They're a necessity. Yeah. And you know, the cool thing is you can actually work that in your, you can, if you know how to eat what you should eat, you can fit those in oh, and yeah. without, without, you know, knocking you off the wagon. Yeah. You, you can you know, still, you can still enjoy the things that you love. Just take it easy. Just don't, you know, don't inhale the whole pizza. Don't, eat the whole bag of lunch meat or all the cookies or all the powdered sugar donuts or whatever you're having. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just kind of take it easy and, and respect the food because your body, um, we, your body has the amazing ability to, to let you know that something's wrong. And oftentimes as humans, we neglect that, which leads to further health conditions down the road. So, um, you know, if you're not feeling well, take, take a sign and go, Hey, you know, I've been drinking a lot of soda. Um, you know, maybe I've got an infection of some sort, you know, and even just getting out and I mean, exercise, this is another topic that I think a lot of times gets, it's a little foggy. You don't have to go to the gym and spend three hours a day. You can, you can walk for 30 minutes and, and actually that will help improve your sleep as well. Exercise. Um, you know, just if you like to dance, go dance. If you like to garden, garden, um, playing a sport, there's all kinds of things you do to just, just to get active. You don't have to necessarily be a bodybuilder to check the box and say that you've exercised. That's Becky, really not, that's not true. <laughs> Becky, how do you feel about like rewarding yourself for a snack? Like you say you're going to walk three miles a day and you're going to have a cookie for dessert. Like, does that work or is that just kind of like justifying it? Um, I don't really say that I like, oh, I've earned this. I mean, if I want it, I'll have it. I don't ever say, I don't ever deprive myself of something that I really want. If I've, if I've got a craving for like, oh my gosh, I just want to have pizza tonight, or I want to have fajitas, or I want to have tacos, we fix it. Um, but again, I'm not eating the whole batch. Um, I'm very, 
I know what portions look like. And it's funny because when I really started to do that, the first time I looked at my plate, I was like, oh my gosh, this is very sad looking. But what I realized was, <laughs> hey, I'm satisfied. I'm really satisfied. And so, then that's the key is saying you're satisfied and staying away from those seconds or those thirds or even fourths. <laughs> right. And then there's some days when we have our kids over for family dinner. I, I eat what the heck I want and I might have two platefuls of food, but that just isn't every day. So it's, it's totally fine. Becky, what's your favorite fruit? Fruit, um, berries. I like any berries. Oh, berries are good for you. They're good for your feet. They're good for your feet? Um, for my feet, I should say. Um, I have gout in my feet and uh, blackberries are very good. They help lower your uric acid levels. Interesting. I didn't know that. At least that's what my doctor tells me. <laughs> But um, I'm not a not a really big fan of them. But my my thing is I'm not a big fruit person. I like bananas, but I really like my go to thing is cantaloupe. I love a good piece of ripe, good old fashioned cantaloupe. Yeah, I don't think there's any fruit that we can say is bad for us. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, "Oh my gosh, shouldn't I stay away from bananas because they'll make you you know they have a lot of sugar that they'll make me gain weight." And I. My typical answer is, have you ever seen a fat chimp? Probably not. Um, and again, you know, if you, you can't compare a banana to a Snickers bar, not the same. Fructose is different than sucrose, you know, where it's, it's natural fruit. Yes. Should you sit down and eat a bunch of bananas at a sitting? No. I don't know many people that could do that. But, you know, again, there's really nothing that you should have to, if you have to take it out of your diet, or if it's not something your whole family can't do, I always recommend you look for something else. Yeah. Well, Becky, this has been an enlightening conversation. I, I learned a lot about myself in this, in this episode. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the, the biggest takeaway for me is just, you know, you can still enjoy the things you want to enjoy, but just really just take it easy and respect that boundary. Because your Absolutely. body, your body can get, has a unique way of letting you know, like, hey, Tony, um, you know, you've been doing some crazy things lately. What, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's super important. Um, Becky, I, I thank you so much for taking some time. Really quickly, um, if anyone would want to learn more about your, your business and how you do things and what you're doing to stay healthy, can you provide us with some contact information, name, email, website, Facebook, things like that? Yes, I sure can. Do you want me to give it to you now? Yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and put it here. You're going to have a little area to, um, you know, add that information as well. Yep. So best way to reach me actually is through my phone, 314-496-9624. Um, um, I do have an email, Tucker at hotmail.com. But if you want to get hold of me, I'm old fashioned. So call me up. That's what it's all about. Becky, thank you so much for taking some time today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get this uploaded and uh, I'll get you a link to share on social media. If you'd be so kind as to send me over a biography of, uh, you know, your business and where people can contact you and things like that, I'll get that uploaded. Um, Becky, is there anything you want to close with? No, this has been really good. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. And sorry about the, uh, the weird questions. I know we've got some, some founders we need to respect. So um, I'm excited to have you on and really, uh, you know, learn more about you and your passion and how you can help people. So um, you got you to live, live on for the grandkids and moving forward, right? Right. <laughs> thank you. So, all right, guys, episode four in the books. Becky, thank you again. And uh, we will talk to everyone later. Everyone have an awesome day and stay safe and stay home. All right, guys, take care.